0: Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I'm your host and
1: game master, Candace, and I am here with... I'm Sarah, and I play Vim. The flashy and nomadic Tiefling.
2: I am Dan. I play Cyrus Sassafras, the elderly, world weary druid.
3: I'm Nikki. I'm playing Jerrel Goldenheel, the wide eyed elven scholar.
4: And I'm Adam. I'm playing Arden, the pragmatic half elven ranger.
0: And our characters are navigating the city of Mithrin, trying to uncover the city's secrets as well as their own. When last we left our heroes. They had just finished up at the, uh, Arendelle estate. Talked a little bit more to Chakoda, mostly just about, you know, day-to-day things. They went and found the maker of Liara's lockbox. He is named Jimmel, and he is now a soldier previously apprenticed to the blacksmith in town. You arranged to meet him later in the evening in private at Journey's End to get some more information about the box and talk to him about that. In the meantime, you guys had headed over to the temple in the city where you met the best friend of Liara, a half-drow priestess named Mina. And she told you about Liara from right before she went missing, that she was really nervous the night before she went missing. And while you're getting this story from her, Arden has a conversation with Lieutenant Rowan. And so Arden and Cyrus headed straight back to Journey's Inn to wait for Jimmel, while Jorel and Vim stayed behind to follow Jimmel. And as Jorel and Vim tail him, they pass an alleyway in which there are two individuals towering over another individual who's got their back against the wall of the alley. And that's where we'll pick up. Did we overhear anything they said? Yeah, you overheard the two that are towering over the first. You heard something about you need to pay boss. Mm. I don't
3: think last session, but maybe the session before, or something um, we witnessed in the inn, a couple of folks... Um, having some kind of vaguely vaguely financial conversation with um the guy who runs the desk over at the end. Is this the, the same
0: envelope
2: of money.
3: Right. Is this the same people? <laughs> or is this someone you, totally different?
0: You're not sure. You don't know because they are down an alley, about, you know, forty, fifty feet down an alley, and the sun has set. So they are completely in shadow you can really only see their silhouette from like the street lamps that are on the far far side of the alley from the other street
1: uh <laughs> so, so the alley what types of buildings is it in between what's on what's on either side before it ducks into this dark alleyway where the transactions happening
0: it is not business building you imagine that on one side of the alley is like the back side of some of the businesses that um are in that front entryway plaza um and you would assume that the other side of the alley is either also businesses or maybe residential perfect Bim,
1: as as we kind of look at this and are looking down the alleyway, Bim looks to Darrell and says,
3: "Darrell's starting to shake their head. Like,
1: I know just what you're thinking."
3: Go. Just no. go with me on this Vim. one.
1: Vim. <laughs> and uh, Vim will kind of look around, see real quick if anyone's looking at her, decide it doesn't matter, and then that like ugly gray knit cap she was wearing, <laughs> she'll like, pop a finger on it, say a word, and then all of a sudden her appearance will change. Uh, so, Darrell, you would immediately recognize this as the used disguise or disguise self-spell, and Vim will immediately be the same size and stature but she'll change to looking like a nondescript tall human female in kind of plain clothes but still have um you know a little bit of weaponry and armor about her basically her goal right now is to not look like a big red tiefling
3: right Jarel, um, <laughs> following the prompt, quickly casts disguise self. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> cause they're not they're not real confident about this. Um, so, like I said, they're they're kind of following your lead, them. Uh, so they they go with kind of a, a short. Uh, well, their height, a uh, young man who could potentially be Vim's disguise's brother, if you squinted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is nighttime, so, so you know.
1: Her, so Vim actually looks surprised when Jarell casts the spell, and she's like, Oh, perfect, this is great, that <laughs> works even better than what I was thinking. Uh, okay, and then she'll just start walking down the... Uh, Walking down the alley, not even looking at the group that's there and kind of this, whatever transaction's happening. She'll just turn to Jarrell and say, Man, work was really kind of a bummer today. I mean, ugh, God, I just, I can't wait to get home. And she's just like talking to Jarrell and walking down and is kind of not pretending not to register what's happening at the end of Valley. Mm. Okay. hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just, I can't <laughs> wait to get home and, and be in bed. And uh, oh, uh, and at this point, finally, you know, Vim kind of mock making conversation. will look to the group of
0: people and go, wait, what are. What are y'all doing back here? <laughs> you look up and you catch the tail end of the the largest of the three fi- of the three figures. One of the two that are towering over the third. You hear the end of a sentence, something that you hear the end of the sentence. Suit yourself, and then an elbow goes into the face of the person against the wall. Oh. Oh my! And it's at that person. <laughs> it's at that moment that the smaller one of the two looks at the two of you. It goes, "Oh hi, hey, what are y'all doing?" This is what is this is a
1: kind residential area, and I do not want fights in my alleyway.
0: the The larger figure behind the smaller one grunts uh. and then stoops down and starts rummaging through the third the third's pockets um and the smaller one says yeah you know nothing to see here um yeah hey, uh, that doesn't look like nothing and the smaller one is like ineffectually trying to move to body block the other two but it just doesn't work at all uh <laughs> because they're so small this doesn't this doesn't look like nothing. You know, I am a part
1: of the neighborhood crime watch, and this looks very suspicious. Y'all need to stop harassing this kind man and leave.
3: Uh <laughs> all like, just nodding and like
1: terrified. <laughs> too terrified to speak. Kind of jarring. looks Nog- at The <laughs> log eyes the size of
0: saucers. And so little- um-
1: as this, like, nondescript human female, just, like, kind of walking forward, kind of closing the distance, trying to look really... almost, uh, like... Oh, I don't know the right word. Trying to kind of shame them into being less
0: terrible. <laughs> the, uh, the smaller one, it reaches behind them and taps the larger one on the shoulder as the larger one is still rummaging through pockets. And they go... Uh uh B, I, I think we should get out of here. And the the larger one finally seems to have like pulls a pouch of something out of a pocket and puts it into their satchel and then Wait, can I... turns to face you. Huh? Yeah, it, uh do we see at all what it is? Like
3: what how big is it? What does it uh does it sound like anything? Perception. Nineteen.
0: Nineteen. Yeah. It's it's a it's a small bag of coins. Okay. You're not sure whether it's like gold, silver or copper, but the person that's on the ground and like bleeding from their nose is wearing rather fine clothing. So you would imagine it's either silver or more likely gold. Uh, the I- The larger figure straightens finally, and says you know, there's no neighborhood crime watch around here, right? We just started one. Yesterday. Yeah, exactly. You, Yesterday. You just, you just started one. Mm-hmm. And I don't recognize Yesterday. you from the neighborhood. Um, and now that they're standing and facing you, they have a uh, like a covering, they have a scarf pulled up past their nose and then are also wearing hoods. So you oh, can't see
4: bandits.
0: how nice. And you so you can't see any of their face except their eyes, and the bigger one says, "So you started neighborhood watch yesterday." Uh huh. Uh huh. Because
1: ruffians like you shaking down good people in residential areas where people live, where there's families, this is unacceptable. And you better give that man back his coins, or else I'm going to tell the rest of the watch about you.
0: The, the rest of the watch. So, uh, who's the rest of the watch?
3: Okay, I cast
0: suggestion. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, y- you know, we don't want any trouble here. We just want to keep our uh, neighborhood peaceful, and, you know, you seem very tired. You seem like you've had a long day and, and that bag looks very heavy why don't you just put it down and head home
0: for the night my spell save dc is 13. 13 okay that's a wisdom and your, your suggestion was like put the bag away and go home yes. or give the bag back and go yes home.
3: that's right okay
0: and, and as Darrell
1: says that, you know, uh, VIM in her nondescript self, takes another step forward and says, "Or else you're going to find out what the rest of the watch looks like." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just really leaning into telling a bunch of lies.
2: That is a great character voice, by the way. <laughs>
1: yes, I think what it is is VIM only knows how to throw her voice in one way, and it's
0: this. <laughs> Good. So the larger one pauses for a second and then very slowly st- reaches back into their satchel, pulls out the the smaller bag that they had taken off of the guy and is like slowly putting it back. When the smaller one like grabs at her wrist and says, no, no, it, it, no, no. We need that. And like plucks it from her hand, their hand, the larger one's hand and puts it in their pack. And then like bodily tries to turn the larger one and like push them back down the alley. It doesn't the larger one doesn't seem to register that the bag has been taken from their hand but they are really easily like turned <laughs> back and then they start <laughs> slowly making their way down uh, the alley with the smaller one um, like guiding them in the correct direction and occasionally and they start like looking back over their shoulder at you and say you know I, I. Have a good, good night! Luck with the- <laughs> Have a good 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 luck with that that city watch or neighborhood watch. Thanks! Good luck with that. It's fun! Fun. We'll 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 tell
1: you we'll we'll make sure they know you did the right thing this time but we'll
0: be watching. The 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 smaller of the figures in the mask had taken the <laughs> coin bag from the larger one and put it in uh their pack so they didn't actually give it back to can i
3: (laughs) i I feel like i'm doing a lot of magic um how hmm i don't know how sneakily i can do this (laughs) huh that's fine you're level three yeah i'm gonna go ahead and cast unseen servant And, mm-hmm. and what I'd like for it to do is just like very gently and carefully like lift the bag out of the satchel and then just sort of like back away to a dark corner and hold it near
0: the ground okay. but not drop it uh roll a light of hand check for because presumably you're trying to have the unseen servant do this without without being noticed uh, yeah
3: yeah okay Oh, I got a nat 20.
0: Buh, buh,
3: What?
0: So, as these two figures are going down the alleyway, the smaller one is very preoccupied with making sure that you guys aren't following them. You mm-hmm. folks aren't following them. And both Jarell and Vim kind of hold their breath as they see the pouch the pouch lid lift up and then a smaller bag pull out and then the invisible servant like duck into the shadows or you see the bag, the little bag of coins like go into the shadows and then when they're far enough down the alley Jor-El summoned the the unseen servant back and you've got this little bag of coins unknowing to the two that were going down the alley are they out of sight they are yeah they are now out of sight
3: drell immediately wheels on vim and just gives her a look like (laughs) hey just wide-eyed like what was that
1: (laughs) vim takes a step back and like has her arms out in like the w uh motion (laughs) like what it worked and wait hold on did he not give the coins back? Where? What happened to those? Wait, hold on. He didn't do the right thing. We should tell the watch. Oh, wait, hold on. I made that up. That was a lie. There is no watch, fam! That's right. We might have to keep
3: that up. <laughs> I I lean over... Or whatever your name is! I lean over the, the guy and kind of poke his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir, are you uh, awake?
1: Oh, right. That guy. Um yeah what
0: happened <laughs> he he kind of he he moans and then <clears throat> like puts a a hand to his face <laughs> and look, looks up and like he's not re- he can't really focus on the two of you he's like uh, uh, um i what was your question
3: uh hello uh are you an innocent civilian being mugged or are you a person of ill repute who owes those people money (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh that's that's a that's a a hell of a question to ask a guy who just got elbowed in the nose uh he sits forward a little bit and like tries to sniff and that that doesn't work and so he just kind of like snorts and spits on the ground.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a little grossness, huh? I mean I don't owe those people money if that's what you're asking. They just take what they want. Do you know who they were? They're they call themselves the Faceless well that's silly. They have faces under their masks. <laughs> <laughs> Same That to- is silly. Like uh, I don't I don't make the name. Sometimes we call them the nameless two because no one's creative around here. Um, what quick question Candice. Was it
3: like yeah. a smaller slighter
0: guy and then a larger burly woman? Um you are not sure? But with your perception check from earlier, probably.
3: It's, it's totally those two from the. from the. and earlier. Okay, sorry. Please continue.
0: Ah. Uh, the guy <laughs> sniffs again, says. Yeah, so that's who they were. Um, what did. what did you want? Um, and well, oh, we. <laughs> I just dropped
3: the money bag back on him.
1: <laughs> oh, no. We don't want anything. We're just two citizens who are a part of the neighborhood crime watch that was established yesterday who are concerned with the safety of the people of Mithrin.
3: Drell is just like nodding awkwardly along. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, whoever you are, thank you. Um, and uh, who are you? what my, brings I, you to our fine neighborhood
0: I ugh, my name is uh, Reese I, I work in one of the buildings over there and he points in a very nebulous uh, direction he says I I work in that building over there pointing nebulously, and kind of the general direction of some more administrative buildings. Um, I was walking home for the night when they grabbed me and drugged me in here, and I guess as you saw, demanded money.
3: Um, for what reason? I, just common run-of-the-mill... Well, never mind. So I kind of
0: look at them like... I... I... I don't know why they keep harassing us for money. I don't know. As far as I can tell, they're just greedy SOBs. Do they work for someone, or why would anyone pay up? Unless they're just...
3: Why doesn't the guard do anything?
0: You... You pay up and you don't get mugged. The guard tries, but they're out outmatched. Or they haven't been able to identify at least not that I'm aware of any of the the the, the nameless so far.
1: Well um I mean do you do you want us to perhaps walk you home to wherever you're going or well actually wait hold on. I, I'm I'm busy my my um my watch is almost done but um do you help getting home or 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 something to you know yeah, stay safe from the gangs? I I
0: I should be fine. I don't actually live that far from here um and he starts picking himself up from the 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 floor of the alley like holding himself by the wall and then starts walking in the opposite direction from <laughs> where the two of them the two accosting figures had exited and like says thank thank you if you, I yeah thank you good luck with your neighborhood watch maybe you'll have uh, more luck than the guards uh, uh thank
3: you uh, have a good night if you know if if the neighborhood watch should happen to to fail and just dissolve you should start your own seems like it would be a good idea in these trying circumstances duly noted <laughs> thanks thank
1: you have um, a good night Tell them we saved you. You too.
0: I. No. Oh no, yes. That's. This is a good story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. And
0: he, and he, turns the turns back around the corner, um, and kind of staggers off. Vim, what if the man we were supposed to be tailing got mugged
3: too? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: that would be.
1: I was gonna say hilarious but that's not true it would be fun hold on wait uh is the guy out of sight
0: yeah he's out of sight but he's moving really slowly and like just turned the corner so presumably you could catch up pretty easily once he's out of sight
1: uh vim will kind of dismiss the spell and-, and go back to looking like her uh uh her red horned self and yeah. we'll look Oh, okay, so, um, uh, and she'll kind of crack her neck and make a loud pop.
3: Neighborhood watch, Vim, really? Does this seem like a neighborly sort of town? Although they certainly I... need one. My goodness, what a savage, oh my goodness. Jeral is, like, fanning themselves a little bit and kind of freaking out right now. <laughs> like,
1: oh, like you, uh, you have to, that, that was fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, maybe let's go back to the inn.
1: <laughs> okay, that's right. I, I had actually forgot we were um, tailing that guy. So, um, I guess chip chop.
3: <laughs> I go ahead and drop my disguise as well. <laughs>
0: we'll flip to the inn real quick, um, because as uh, Arden, as you are sitting in the inn, and Cyrus actually you see...
4: I was actually Mm -hmm. hoping to sit slightly outside of the inn. Is there like a patio with tables or something? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a patio. So you're sitting at like the patio out front and then where is Cyrus?
2: Cyrus is very near the entrance, and... If I can, I would have liked to... Because I'm posing as a beggar right now. I don't... I want to be... Right. Ins, ins, I cannot say that word. Incompicuous?
5: <laughs>
2: Incompicuous?
3: Inconspicuous? Thank
2: you. In- Please cons- leave that in the
3: episode.
2: <laughs> I want to be inconspicuous. I, uh, I've i casted bark skit on myself. Okay. And I am trying to pose as a leper. So every now and then when someone walks by, I'm like, Money for a leper. Help me. Money, please. And I would assume most people would just walk completely around me.
0: So actually, as you've been sitting there for like half an hour or so, more people than not have actually been passing you like a couple of copper. (laughs) And you've got... (laughs) And some other wealthy person, some other presumably well-off person handed you a whole silver.
2: In my head, Cyrus is both delighted, but he's also a little frustrated. Well, this plan's not coming together. <laughs> I'll keep it up, um, though. Money.
0: Okay. And and as you guys are both sitting there, you actually see uh, Sergeant Landon coming up the street to journey's end. He's got like a book and some loose papers under one arm and as he comes up to the building he sees you two or he sees Arden sitting there and after passing a copper to the beggar on the corner
5: Oh thank you, palo bless you
0: (laughs) Um, Sergeant Landon nods at you and then walks up to Arden and says um, may I have a request a favor of you and your friends?
4: Uh, Yes, I'm planning on meeting somebody here soon. So,
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I will be here working on paperwork for the next several hours. Um, If you and your friend uh, could come by and speak with me briefly. Um, I have a couple questions that I need to ask of you, if it is not too much trouble.
4: Oh, I'm sure it won't be too much trouble. As soon as I'm done with my meeting, I'll be happy to come over and answer what questions I I can. Cool. Uh, The others should be back fairly soon as well. I'll pass Uh, it on to them.
0: Landon inclines his head and says, thank you so very much and heads on into the the inn.
4: Seems like an odd place to come and work on paperwork, but I, I mean, suppose everybody has their getaway.
0: <laughs> I mean it's not it's not super loud in the inn. Uh, you're you're kind of guessing that this is maybe a, a, a air quotes weekday evening. Mm-hmm. Um so that that is that. You guys are still waiting on Jimmel. It's about, you know, it's not a short walk from the barracks to Journey's End, so you're not really like, worried yet or anything back over to uh, to Jarrell and Vim, you exit the alley and you don't see Jimmel anymore but he was,
3: I mean he was ahead of us and like almost to the end, wasn't he? yeah he
1: must have got to the inn ahead of us. Yes, let's make that assumption. Why don't we make our way there, check any other alleys on the way, and hope he
3: got there just We, we are not checking alleys. We are not the <laughs> 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 He's phantom. <laughs> oh, come on, now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay, we do have work to do.
0: Yeah, I think we just head back to the inn. Like taking, taking main roads to the inn?
4: Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Jimmel... So Jimmel is is arriving.
0: Yeah. So he is, he is arriving. His friend kind of like hangs back at the steps of the porch, as he walks up to your table and kind of and stands there awkwardly.
4: When I see him coming, I'll say, "Oh, thank thank you for coming. Uh, come and sit down. Uh, your friend can come too if he wants to."
0: Uh, Joel says, Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, motions over his shoulder. The friend sits down at the table, too. His friend, um, is probably also a soldier because he's got like the big biceps and is built and significantly taller than Jimel. Um, but they both sit down.
4: Right. You want to know about the box?
0: Well, well want you to want box. to know about the box.
4: Right. Um, so while I was on the road, I ran into a young woman that seemed to be in somewhat bad shape. Um, I, she had this box. It looked like a quite nice box, so I, I had coin on me, so I have the box now, but I did not get the combination from her. Um, do you recognize it do you know what the combination would be i'll take it of my bag and sort of like turn it over and and hold it up and hmm. say uh the fellow at the at your former place of employment said that you were likely the one that made it
0: he takes the box from you and turns it over in his hand and says ye yeah, i was the one that made this box um how did you oh, say well, you got it again
4: Oh, I ran into a young woman on the road uh, south of here a few days ago.
0: All right. Roll...
4: None of Would that, that is deception?
0: false. No, none of that is false. Roll insight real quick.
4: Okay. <laughs> Plus four, so 16.
0: Jamal looks exceptionally confused. Um, like, he's believing what you're saying but it the the dots aren't connecting in his head real well right now and you can see that in like he's squinting at you and his eyebrows are a little furrowed um, Is
4: there something wrong?
0: As well uh it uh all well, you see I made that box on commission and I just wasn't aware the owner of it uh traveled much
4: (laughs) hmm oh that's strange all I know is was it a young woman
0: yeah it was a priestess from temple over yonder
4: hmm well she didn't look much like a priestess when I saw her ah But again
0: just like a lot of confusion on his face uh, Yeah, so you need the, the combination is what you're after.
4: Uh, yes, um, but I did hear some things moving around in it, so I think she might have forgotten to take things out before I got the box from her. So uh, if you'll just give me the combination. After all, if there is stuff in there and if she'll want it back, I want to be able to get it back. And since this is a lockbox, I don't want to air whatever... She's decided to keep safe in it to the world.
0: Yeah, um, so he kind of, like, scratches at his neck and, like, the back of his head and goes, I I, I don't know how to tell you this, or, like, I don't know the combination anymore.
4: (laughs) Uh, That doesn't surprise me much. You must have made many of these when you were working? uh,
0: Many of them, but, like... Once the combination is reset, you have to know that combination to put in a new one. And so when I make one of these boxes, I make sure that my customer resets the combination so that, you know, myself or anyone can't get back into. Like I make good lock boxes.
4: I can tell. I tried to figure out the combination on my own after I realized I didn't have it. It didn't work out too well. But oh well I guess it's not that useful to me, but I'll take it back anyway. I'll to, hold
0: out. to her? Oh he
4: uh, Oh, yeah, I'll I'll oh, take yeah, it back Yeah, from Yeah, yeah. He
0: yeah, he hands back.
4: Well, yes, I mean if I can find her again. As I said, road to the south, it was on the road, not he... maybe kind of hard to t- to ask her about it because after all, we've been here for a couple of days. Who knows where she is by now?
0: He says, uh, well, you know, good luck finding her, because if you do, you should let, uh, Lieutenant Rowan know she's been missing for, like, a month now, I think.
4: Really? Last I heard. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it's, you know Ed what you... direction she went in now.
0: And you got this from her how long ago?
4: A few days
0: huh he looks very confused um it's kind of like about that time that Jarell and uh Vim walk up to Journey's End and see kind of the tail end of this conversation the
4: sorry I called you out here for nothing given that you don't know the combination but um why did you if you make lockboxes this good why did you become a city guard member
0: um, yeah, city guard's always looking for people, so, you know, we might not have much going on here, and, but at least there's the city guard. <laughs> and he gives kind of like a, a <laughs> kind of chuckle.
4: Well, thank you for your help anyway. Um, uh, another acquaintance of mine said that they wanted help with something and. So I think I'm going to go and see what they wanted. I'll slide a silver across the table to him. Thank you for the information, at least. Hopefully I'll be able to find the owner again somewhere down the road and have a functioning lockbox.
0: Ah, uh, he says, yeah, uh, I mean, they they investigated Liara's disappearance, and if they've got anything of hers under locked Key, I mean, I have the hardest time remembering combinations to my own stuff, so I gotta write it down. Uh, That might
4: be a good idea, too.
0: That might be worth looking up. It's a little bit more stoopy, but, you know, if you're willing to ask a random guard in the middle of the mess hall for information, I'm sure you can figure something out.
4: Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I'm sure your city guard work tires you out, and after I interrupted your meal, I'm now taking up too much of your evening. I'll stand up and extend my hand and, like, handshake, kind of.
0: Yeah. Jimmel shakes your hand and says, Ah, don't worry about it. We're gonna have a drink here on you, I guess. And then head back. <laughs> Sorry couldn't be of any more help.
4: No, that's fine. You gave me good ideas, too. I'll head down to the city guard tomorrow to see if... What did you say her name was? I didn't actually catch it when we were when I met her.
3: Liara. leaning in with...
0: Liara?
4: <laughs> Alright. Thank you, Jimmel. And you're, I'll look at well. his friend.
0: Arayne. Yeah. And he Thank holds you, out Will. his hand also.
4: And then I'll um. turn and head back into the inn where I assume...
0: Landon has taken up, like, one of the... Bo- in the corner and he's sitting in the corner with just papers all over the table in front of him and he's got the large like the 32 ounce tankard sitting next to him and <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little ink pot and a uh, quill and then a couple like a, a lantern also sitting on the table for extra light um, and what were Vim and jor during doing during this scene? Was it, was
3: anything set up such that, like, we could have feasibly, like, gotten a drink and sat down and, like, been within hearing distance of what was going on?
0: Oh, yeah. There's a couple tables out here, um, and so you could easily sit down at one of them.
2: I'm gonna stay in character and see if I can't get any copper off my address.
0: Okay. Roll me a deception. Cyrus. We got
2: a seven...
0: plus two. Nine. Nine, okay. Vim and Jarell, roll a uh, perception.
2: Jerell, like, like a sucker. <laughs> I got a, f- a six!
0: I got a
4: seven.
1: <laughs>
4: you, you, Bad rolls are good
5: enough. You proper aristocrats, please help out a peasant with leprosy. Oh, Look well, I'm
3: my, not a doctor.
5: My body but... <laughs> skin. Ooh, don't come close. Just throw money at me, please.
3: <laughs> Drell leans and, like, kind of, like, sta- you know I Like, standing kind of far away, but, like, leaning close in to examine.
5: It's his... infectious. Get away! You know... Mommy! I don't
3: I don't study leprosy. Mommy! But I have a colleague <laughs> who is quite the expert. And Three
5: copper will save me.
3: Well, I, I don't think it will, sir. Um... <laughs> Treatment for leprosy oh, can be quite tiresome.
5: <laughs> I am dying by your lecture. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jarrell's telling smiles. you a story now about this other guy's thesis that he read for him. Oh,
2: God. Like, I, <laughs> that he copy
3: edited about like, I, I, magical spells to cure leprosy. No,
2: no, no.
1: <laughs> and I was like, Bim Bim, smiles, shakes her head a little bit at Jarrell, and then flips him um, a copper <laughs> before seating herself at, at the table. Bless you. And
3: healing magic is not really my strong suit, but I could give it a try if you want.
5: <laughs> I shake off my barbecue. I stand up and say, <laughs> I am done with you, Drell. <laughs> oh.
1: Cyrus. Hello. That's good
3: good. Drell's kind of looking at you like, why would you do that?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Cyrus, you're such a prankster.
5: Boy, the city life is pretty fun, isn't it?
3: <laughs> it certainly is eventful. I look accusingly at, at Vim. <laughs> vim smirks looks at cyrus and says we might have more in common than i
1: initially thought
2: i <laughs> think i will buy you a, a drink vim
5: with your own money you just gave me <laughs>
0: <laughs> suits me well <laughs> So you, like, flag over, uh, it's Yelchin, actually, who occasionally just pokes their, pokes his head out of the, uh, the front door to see if anyone needs service. You flag him over and then get a couple of drinks while Arden finishes up talking to, um, Jimmel and Erin. and eventually Arden stands up and looks to the three of you now, I guess, all sitting at the other table.
4: Well, sort of looks to them. I actually want Jimmel and Arane to know that I know them, so I might glance at them, but I'm not going to... I will then move purposefully into the inn. If they understand what that means, great. But I don't want to be, like, overly, hey, here are my buddies that you might have seen around tailing you earlier.
3: Arden thinks we're his buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's. I go. I go in and say something in the effect of like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get something to eat." And then I go inside after after Arden because I am curious about how we are finally gonna get rid of this box and open it.
2: I will. I'm I'm gonna follow Vim and wherever Vim sits, I'll sit next to Vim so I can buy Vim a drink.
1: And Vim will follow suit file in, not pay too much mind to Arden until they're all kind of in and others have cleared out.
0: So yeah, after Jimmel and Erin seem to be into their own conversation and not paying attention to you guys or Arden anymore so you can slip in pretty easily.
4: When I'm inside, I'm going to order a drink first before going over to Landon. Yeah. So it's you order... A little bit of time to catch up.
0: Yeah, so you pick up a drink from the bar it's Yelchin who's working um he happily hands you a drink smiling Um,
4: I happily hand him however much a drink costs but I don't uh, really smile very much (laughs) only a little bit
0: just like a little bit of a smile
4: just a little bit of a smile okay like I'm trying but I'm just not very good at it (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh.
2: I slap my three copper on the table and I say
5: Yelchin, what will this buy my friend Vim? I want the fanciest drink
4: three copper can buy
0: Or perhaps the largest.
4: Is the three copper that Vim just gave you?
0: Yelchin gets a tankard of the same size that Landon has at his table and fills it from one of the taps and slides it across to Cyrus and then does the same of the same size for the other two of you.
4: You said that Landon had a
2: 38 ounce mug.
0: 32.
2: Is that like the fantasy equivalent
0: of a big
4: It's still pretty big. It's <laughs> a lot of alcohol.
1: <gasps> That's why people come to Journey's End. It's like <laughs> cheap,
0: big drinks. I mean, they gotta cut corners to make money somehow.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Can I overhear my boy Jimmel? Is he saying anything? Is he talking to his friend, whispering about this odd occurrence that happened with Arden, or is he just laxadaisy drinking?
0: Uh, He's just laxadaisy drinking. Um, Right now, he's telling Arane about how boring it was in the armory today uh, because his job today was polishing everything and... Oh boy, after the first couple swords and shields, it gets real boring real quick.
2: I'll get get bored after the initial eavesdropping then, and I will join him as
0: well. Okay, so Sires makes his way over to the three of you. As
1: the group finally comes together, Vim looks to Arden and says, So, we know the code now, right?
4: Uh, not in the least. Um, it turns out it can be reset... And he had the person he made the box for, who is um, unfortunately difficult for us to contact right now, reset the code. Um, So he has no clue what it was.
3: Um,
1: Hmm.
4: Does have some lead potential leads for us, though. And with this, I'm also being a little bit quiet. I don't want, like, everybody in their uncle nearby to overhear me.
1: So we smash it open, right?
4: No, probably
5: not
1: I guess that's right
5: The quest continues What were these
4: leads? Anyway uh, Before we uh, get to that There's actually something else That came up
2: mm
4: -hmm. Um, Our friend Our our acquaintance uh, Landon, that fellow over there Oh, he's our friend, (laughs) Arden Has something that he wants from us
3: Oh. It's not another quest, is it?
4: I don't know if I would uh use the word quest, but he did call it a what did he call it? A request. So yes, it's a type of quest.
2: <laughs> but perhaps
5: it's perhaps it's an academic request. Something very up your alley, hm? aren't you at all excited? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's just resounding silence <laughs> from the Jarel is sitting in. Jarel tries to someone
3: like a, a vaguely excited smile and kind of fails. It's like, B-
5: bartender, let's get another drink for my <laughs> friend here.
0: <laughs> Yelchid raises an eyebrow but hands another, like slides another tankard over. Not really sure who. This they tankard is to...
3: like bigger than Jarrell. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Drink this, Jarrell,
4: and then everything will become clear. Rather than going and crowding Landon all of a sudden, I think Arden is going to sit nearby. Like, okay. that's a lot of papers and stuff on the table.
0: Um, I it's like a like a two person on each side booth, so you could also just like pull up a chair from a nearby table. Instead of, I guess um, that
2: works too. Cyrus will slide in next to Landon. <laughs>
3: I was just gonna ask that. Like, are you just gonna snag that seat?
4: I'll pull up a chair. <laughs> so
0: that's me and Vim across. Then, all right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so Cyrus slides in next to Landon. Landon looks up, raises an eyebrow, and says, "I might have expected this. It um, seems
5: fate has brought <laughs> us together yet again." <laughs>
0: hello Landon
3: (laughs) or sergeant uh I hope you've been settling
0: well into the city (laughs) (laughs) Landon is just fine and well I am settling is a word that can be used and he looks pointedly at all of the papers across (laughs) the desk
3: oh yes Um, I understand (laughs) it looks like you've got quite a lot on your plate
0: I understand can we can help you what with are
4: something? These papers? Can I tell just by glancing? Uh,
0: yeah. Roll perception. Um. Because okay. he's not, like, trying to hide any of it.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. I d- also yeah. just don't want to look like I'm totally snooping.
0: Yeah. Even though he's um, totally
4: snooping. <laughs> no, only partially snooping. Yeah. I got a 15 overall.
0: Okay, so... There are a lot of ledgers on the desk. There's a ledger that looks like a shipping ledger. There's one that looks like an employee list. There's another one that looks, um, like a drill booklet. Uh, it's got, like, little diagrams of, uh, like, like, ordered diagrams in it. And you see another one that's uh like a ye old Excel spreadsheet. Nice uh, <laughs> a ye old Excel spreadsheet that's got um like golden resource like amounts on it. Yeah, like a ledger. Like there's a lot of different ledgers on this okay. desk.
4: I, I mean I'm not going to pry into it more.
0: Yeah. But that is what he's got spread out before him. Um, And you can see each of the ledgers are dated up at the top. And you see that the dates go back like about five years. Oh, God. Oh. You can tell. Poor man. (laughs) Um, The stack of papers he's working on in front of him, he kind of uh, stacks it up, puts it to the side, moves a blank piece of parchment in front of him and says thank you all for coming by you see i must write a report to captain mirne and lieutenant rowan of our journey from where we were to into mithrin uh and I hadn't thought much of it, honestly. It's just a record-keeping matter for the most part. But, as it turns out, the the dead body that you found bears a uncomfortable resemblance to the description of a missing person here in Mithran. We didn't tell him about the ghost in the box, did we? Yeah, the box or the ghost. You didn't tell him anything about it.
5: And can I ask you a question? I know you have your duties to uphold. You are an admirable, smart, stylish, suave, beautiful man. <laughs> but <clears throat> are you getting any unusual amount of pressure from your superiors about this body? Does anything seem odd to you?
0: He thinks for a second, and... He says, no, not not overly much. If I had known that the body we found might have had something to do with this person from Aetheran, I might have paid a little bit more attention, and it was an oversight on my part to have not paid as much attention to it as I did, and that does not reflect well on me. Um,
4: oh, it was body on the road. There are bandits. A number of things can happen out there. Who was oh, that... this person? I assume they were important.
0: She was a, a priestess from the temple of Pelor, uh, Liara. She's been missing for over a month. Hmm.
5: Do you have any? <clears throat> access to the... Let me rephrase. Do you have access... (laughs) (laughs) Dan does not know how to ask this question. Um, Do you have the... Are you familiar with her case at all?
0: I... I have the case file with me, actually.
5: I never told you this on our journey, but I am quite the mystery aficionado. I love me solving some puzzles. Would I could I take a little peekaboo at that file?
0: <laughs> and it says, um, unfortunately, I don't have the clearance to allow anyone to see the file except for myself. I have to ask my superiors to be able to share it, but I am reviewing the case. Um, it, anyway, the, the point of why I asked to speak with you folks is because um I wanted to ask you a few more questions about how you found the body and uh exactly what was going on there for my report.
4: Lies. Lies? Flies, that's how we found kind
0: of Oh lie. flies. Flies.
3: Okay. Jarrell abruptly, like, excuses himself and, like, leaves the table. He's just like, you know what? I'm done with this conversation. I'm not staying around for this.
0: Um, so he says, all right. So flies were what led you to the body. Please, can you walk me through uh, how you came upon the body?
4: Well, um... Cyrus had challenged me to a silly match of hunting which i won (laughs) i was going about finding food for the night you'll remember that i ended up cooking it along with some of the along with the owners of this establishment's children um and we noticed a lot of flies one of us noticed a lot of flies uh by following where there were more flies, we eventually found the body. That's really all there is to it.
0: Okay, okay. Um, he's, as you're saying this, he's writing and making notes, um, about it, and he says, so, uh, I know that you guys, you've brought me out after you had found the body, and you had, you had estimated about how long it had been there?
4: I don't recall. Um,
0: I think Jarrell had said a month based off of um, just the state of things he he scribbles that down also Um, and then he says uh, if I recall correctly the sun had set pretty low when you had taken me to see the body Uh, were you able to identify any signs of foul play cause of death that sort of thing
4: the body was certainly not one that was unfamiliar with violence okay
0: he writes that but, down
1: but whether or not that violence was another humanoid or an animal out in the woods is difficult to discern
0: he nods and makes a note of that as well uh, of course that this film is being
1: perfectly or purposely obtuse yeah about about it because the whole group knows it was a knife or something like that
0: yeah um and Landon doesn't have any reason Mm. to be suspicious of any of this um he actually just seems grateful that you're willing to talk to him and not (laughs) like give him a hard time about this um I have a quick question for the for the group um are there
3: specific reasons for being so coy about this with everyone
2: I personally don't. I, I trust Landon, but I don't trust his superior. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm
4: not just outright telling. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I mean, Arden does not particularly trust people, but he did just say that he. He did just say to two other members of the guard that he had met the person that owned the box, who is also the very dead person just, like, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And while that's totally true, he failed to mention that it was also a ghost. Right. So he doesn't want to be like, oh, yeah, we totally know who that was and, like, everything that happened to them. Yeah, I totally and get ya. I Having, I f- like, Rowan breathing down our necks. <laughs> he seems, like, kind of a shady dude.
3: Just one thought I want to throw out there is we've essentially been asked by people who are at... You know, kind of basically in charge of the city to look into this and at some point uh, down the road it might not hurt to lean into that like if we want access to records and things like that like we don't necessarily have to sneak around we can just say like we have you know like get access from what's her face at the mansion Mm -hmm. and say hey we want we want authorization to get these records I'm just throwing that out there. Oh yeah Mm -hmm. and that would
4: be worthwhile but I don't think like having landed, reporting to the people Mm -hmm. who we kind of want to catch by surprise with that eventual request is, like, the greatest course of action.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sorry.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good question. I think Vim is right now a little wary of some of the people in power, even though we might need to use them in the future. But also, she likes the idea of the personal glory the group gets from figuring it out on her own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cyrus still remembers the farting Mina and her suspicion of the guard, so I'm a little suspicious of the guard. Mm
0: -hmm. Speaking of Mina, uh, during this conversation, you see her enter Journey's End and go behind that curtain, behind the bar, um, and then come out with... (laughs) 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 And then come out with a really similar apron to what Yelchin is wearing and she starts waiting tables as well. What the fuck?
4: The priestess waits tables at the bar. Hey man. I told Part-time you the strip
0: club was in the back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of inn yeah. is this? This is like where everyone seems to kind of hang
0: out. You gotta make a living somehow. It's very shady. Most millennials work two jobs.
2: It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a Which millennial, is, of
3: Christmas.
2: I'm gonna get up and leave since they're relaying all the information, and I'll go sit next to Jarell, wherever Jarell. Went. Jarell
3: went upstairs. Jarell is like, nope, not talking about death again. <laughs> not, not rehashing this yet again. Don't want to I... talk about bodies. So they're in their room writing a letter, as they do. Okay,
0: finishing the letter that you started earlier this. Yeah, probably. Or afternoon, probably. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Vim and, who is still sitting there? Arden? Arden. Yeah, so Vim and Arden, best um,
4: people to still be sitting there.
0: (laughs) Uh, have just relayed the rest of that to, um, Captain, Or um, not Captain. I keep calling him Captain, he's a sergeant. Uh, Landon. And Landon says, um, is there anything else that you think might be relevant to the investigation to this report that would want uh, the authorities investigating this to know or just have on record?
4: Do they have any of her well, I mean, it's not stuff that, it's not information that we can tell you, but if she disappeared all of a sudden, she must have Left things behind because if she had packed up, it wouldn't be a disappearance. Uh, maybe there's something in her belongings that can tell them more about how she ended.
0: Landon yes. nods and makes a note of that, also, and then looks to VIM and see if VIM wants to add anything. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think I think Arden had a point. Maybe sifting through, maybe sifting through her last known days here would help. But other than that, I just. I wish we had more we could tell you.
0: Landon nods and says, Well, what you have told me is very useful. Thank you very much. Um,
4: If you do find out anything and you're allowed to let us know, uh, let us know. Because, uh, you know, after finding a body, I can't help but be curious and a little bit worried if she came from here.
0: Of course, of course. Um... Again, thank you so much. Uh, I see that you are already well uh, equipped with your drinks, but if I am still here and you are still drinking when you run out, I would be my pleasure to buy you two another drink as thanks.
4: I appreciate the offer, but maybe another night. Um, I don't like drinking myself into the barrel on, an, on a nightly basis. <laughs>
1: That is quite admirable. I'll have his.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is, you would fit right in in my platoon. Perhaps you can
1: introduce us to more of your shoulders sometime. But for tonight, I think, keep trying to fit in.
0: <laughs> That's, I I try. He actually does. There are actually a couple of tieflings in his platoon. And he'd probably like talk to them briefly on the road, but nothing like terribly in depth. We're like, oh, hey, tiefling, tiefling, what brought That's you here? Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he says, just tell the Elchin that your two drinks are on my tab. And if you don't mind, I still have a lot of paperwork to do. <laughs> And he, like, puts his head in his hand and rubs his temple a little bit and looks at the stack of papers that he was working on before you guys came up.
4: I will, um, push my chair back to whatever table I took it from, and... Uh, what time is it about?
0: It's, like, nine o'clock in the evening.
4: Ah, seems like a good enough time to go to sleep. I'll head up to the room. Yeah as well after i finish my drink i'd like to knock on jurel's door
0: you got it
3: uh i go ahead and fold my letter up and put it away uh, come in
5: hello jurel
3: Hello, Cyrus.
2: Not creepy at all.
3: <laughs> I think I've Jarell, had the same voice
2: the whole damn time.
3: Jarell, I think, is used to <laughs> Cyrus's whole whole thing by now, and he's kind. They're kind of charmed by it.
2: I I peek my head in. I enter very very slowly, and I I look Darrell in the eyes, and I say, Darrell, I just wanted
5: to come up here and thank you. Thank me. Thank you. I know. This is not at all why you wanted to come to Mithrid. And I get the impression you are getting a little tired of our, our shenanigans and this whole quest, but without your brain, I do not think we can accomplish it. So I want you to know that I appreciate you. Oh.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Cyrus. I... It's a lot. (laughs) I think it's just very different. It's a very different place and a very different journey than I was expecting. But I'm sure everything will be just fine.
5: Everything will be great. As long as we stick together, I'll make sure that you write your fancy letters and go to your (laughs) fancy schools and do all the fancy librarian things you mean to do. And you will help me solve this quest.
3: Uh, well, I'm sure we'll all do our best.
5: <laughs> I just wanted to say to say that to you and I will leave you to your whatever it is you do.
3: I, I give Cyrus a pat on the arm, like, thank you, Cyrus. That is very meaningful. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye always cracks me up. Goodbye.
0: I think Arden was heading to bed. Is there anything
1: Vim wants to do? No, I think it's been a full day. Time to retire to her her little carriage house and get some sleep.
0: Okay. Cyrus, you're retiring too after? <sighs>
2: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try try sleeping. I don't sleep very well, so but we'll try falling asleep.
3: Okay. Uh Gerald waits. Till a little after midnight, and kind of peeks downstairs to see if it's quiet. It's and, super quiet. Okay, Jarrell throws on a cloak and casts Disguised self again, <laughs> and
0: like sneaks out. <laughs> okay, where is Jarrell? It's uh, it is pretty darn quiet at midnight because again, this is a a weeknight, so <laughs> about you know 11 o'clock ish everyone kind of wrapped up um Yelchin and Mina are cleaning up downstairs but they don't pay you any mind and like you can walk past them when they're in the back or some some short some sort if you wanted to be extra sneaky
3: i don't think i'm focusing on being too sneaky i'm just kind of like trying to act casual <laughs>
0: okay yeah yeah you could yeah you could definitely yeah, do that. So, where's Jarel headed? Um, I've been
3: corresponding with a a drow expert in my field of interest, and I'm going to her house. Alrighty. Her name is N. E. N. N. Okay, I'm going to N's yeah.
0: place of residence, and I've okay. written
3: I've written ahead. And
0: so you've written ahead. You know where it is. Mm-hmm. It's a little brick house that's at the the outskirts of the tent city but not like the outskirts that are like the outer wall like between the built-up part of the city and the tent city like that border is where her little brick house is um and it's got a a small yard around it um and so it's Really easy to find as the yard kind of stands out against the rest of the, the rest of the buildings around it. You walk up and knock on the door, presumably? Mm-hmm. All right. You knock on the door. And a couple seconds later, you hear shuffling from the other side of the door. It opens up. She's... About your height, you see, like eye to eye, but she's also a little hunched over from age at this point. She opens the door, blinks, and says, "Oh, hello, Jorel. It's so nice to see you oh, after and so you too. long. It's been years. I hope you're well. I <laughs> have been, uh, as well as could be expected." being old and she reaches out like grabs both of your hands and shakes them and then like reaches out and hugs you and says i am so glad that you did not lose that thunder lust that you had as a young <laughs> well i think it's been something all right but <laughs> he says come in come in
3: Oh, and um, I pull. Out, I brought her at her request a large bag of
0: licorice candy, so I pull it. Out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she smiles warmly at you and ushers you inside. Uh, the her living space is very, very cluttered. It is much like there is a path through the books and the clutter to like the back room and then two chairs and then like a little cooking top in this one room uh, building that she's got wait did you say her whole house is stuffed with books basically? Yes, oh man Tyrell's stuffed- in heaven <laughs> it's stuffed with it's stuffed with books it's stuffed with scrolls it's stuffed with uh, loose papers um there are also like plants of all sorts growing on the bookshelf and like there's a vine that's growing across the floor at one point um and it all smells just a little musty but she ushers you in and says it says uh well come in come in sit down tell me how you've been oh
3: uh well enough uh it's been an interesting adventure, much more exciting than I expected. I'm so sorry it, I was delayed um, in coming to see you. I've gotten into a little bit of a situation, but I, th- I think it
0: will all turn out fine. Oh, how have you been? <gasps> I've, you know, I've, I've found a good home here. It's a, a little out of the way, but I... It's quiet, and sometimes that is what you need. You've certainly earned the retirement. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well, I am I, I guess I am glad that my reputation precedes me. <laughs> Somehow. Um, oh, precedes you? You used to tell us all kinds of insane stories. Oh, <laughs> okay. being have so fun about going into the the underground with nothing but a lantern. That was a little bit of an exaggeration. I will have you know. An exaggeration? Not that I told it that way. Have you been to the underground, Anne? Yes, you, you would know that she has definitely been to <laughs> the the underground, the underdark. <laughs> I've asked cheekily then. <laughs> she laughs and says, Well, you still haven't left, lost that sense of humor. <laughs> that is good <laughs> don't lose that don't lose that dear one and so presumably you guys like catch up for a little while
3: yes I know Anne through um, my parents the golden heels had hired her a few times to clear the road so to speak in in some out of the way locations for, for
0: trade mm-hmm. um, and she, she asks after your parents siblings and My ludicrous number of siblings. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Wish she remembers the names of all of them. Oh my god.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. They're all quite well. Um, Most of them are artificers now. All
0: all doing magic. Um, Oh, what a lovely profession. Yes. Well, and I won't beat
3: around the bush. I know I had to be vague in my letters. And I've come for the year to spend spend time in Mithrin talking to you. I've, I'll probably swing by the university. And actually, I have some questions. It seems some strange things are going on over there. But I wanted to ask you. I remember a long time ago you told us a story. And I wondered if you could tell me a little more about the time you captured the Mind Flayer.
0: She says, well, I... I will do my best to tell that story. What did you want to know about it? What was it
3: like? What what were its powers like? What what was the experience and how were you able to overpower it? What was it weak to?
0: She she sits back in her chair and says oh Jorel, that is a much larger questions, and I realize, um... Well, I've got a year to ask. (laughs) Oh. Well, then. The... The experience, if you will, of interacting with a mind flare, illithid, their type, is not like interacting as you or I would interact. It is mind... To mind directly there is nothing hidden there's no way too high and you feel what they feel and they feel what you feel but they don't feel anything at all not in the way that your eye feel is that what you are wanting to know?
3: Jell is kind of looking down, like, nodding and thinking
0: about it. Alright, so... that is your first lesson. To... understand what the illicit are. There are a few steps that need to be taken first. And I can walk you through that she gets up from where she is sitting and walks into so her that room that you're sitting in has mm-hmm. like two chairs um some crates and then the rest is bookshelves and tomb tomes nice. and the plants uh and in the corner of that room kind of like, if when you enter through the front door off to the left is like a tiny kitchenette and then the rest is this sitting and book area there's a curtained off room like directly across from the front door a little ways she pulls back that curtain, walks in and then walks back out with a piece of charcoal and a small slip of parchment and writes some, writes a, a list. It looks like she's writing a list on it. Okay, And says, your task is to capture these three agents for me and then I will show you what to do with them. And she hands you the list. To understand them? To begin to understand them.
3: Is it possible then for someone else to use that sort of power to
0: use psionics? It is.
3: Gerald takes the list.
0: <laughs> Gather these reagents for me, brings them back and then I will show you what to do with them. Thank you Anne. I would be delighted if you wanted to stay and chat my door is always open oh yeah <laughs> I'm sure you'll be <laughs> saying a lot of me <laughs> I look forward to it and she sounds very genuine Aww. in that Joel
3: totally gives her another hug before they go back to their end. Oh, okay. good ol' Anne <laughs> Ann's good you crazy monster hunter you Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, PodRealms, and on Tumblr at littlerealmspod.tumblr.com. We also have a website, www.littlerealms.com. May your journey be successful, and we'll see you next time.
2: The wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators such as tabletopaudio.com, freesounds.org, and Kevin MacLeod, creator of incomputech.com. Royalty-free music licensed under Creative Commons by attribution license 3.0.